Welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andy Musgrove and this is the preview from Cast United versus Brighton. The Seagulls travel up to St James Park on Saturday with ex-Magpies manager Chris Hutton in charge. The cast are looking for their first win of the Premier League season. I'm joined by Lee Ryder as we look ahead to Saturday's game. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined by Lee Ryder for our preview with course Brighton um, travel up to St James Park on Saturday the first game back after the two week international break it's been an interesting couple of weeks Lee um, never bore at Newcastle United and of course while the focus should be on the pitch of course Newcastle still looking for their first run of the season um, a lot has been happening off the pitch we'll start there briefly and then we'll look at the game and the players who might be returned from injury but we've had takeover rumours, um, people in the US apparently interested, we've had talk of transfer budgets or their lack of, never boring. No, never a dull moment with Newcastle United, I mean the takeover stuff, you know I've said many times before, when a takeover happens it'll hit people like a sledgehammer, it'll, you know, it'll unfold very quickly, there won't be much press build up about it, there won't be people saying... Um, so-and-so's interested or so-and-so's trying to get a, a consortium together it'll just happen and that's what happened when Mike Ashley came in and, and took over the club um, he bought Sir John Hall's shares and then you know a few weeks later he bought um, the late che- Freddie Shepard's shares as well and you know since then you know it's been a, a disappointing 11 years under Ashley a lot of people would love to see a new owner come in new investment on the pitch but, you know, until there's something really concrete happening, uh, we have to work with the, the people that are around us. Of course, you were down at Notts County um, watching the under-21s in the uh, Checker Trade Trophy. A good win, good performance, and yet again, a certain someone um, or a pair of brothers um, stood out. Yeah, I mean, Sean Longstaff, Matty Longstaff, doing very well for the club at the minute. They're very much success story after some, you know, barren years at the academy, you know, a long time ago. Newcastle used to produce, you know, three or four of their own uh, every couple of seasons. Uh, hasn't been the case in recent times, but it's good to see those two coming through. Uh, one of them hopefully close to renewing his contract in the next uh, coming days or, or weeks. Um, so there, there, are pos- there, a, there are positive things happening behind the scenes at Newcastle as well. Let's remember that. Two wins in the Checker Trade Trophy. Uh, a lot, of, you know. I went down there to Meadow Lane. Good two 0 win for Newcastle on the brink of getting in the next round. A lot of players stood out on that night. You'd like to think in the next few years, some of them will get a chance. Others won't. You know, they might be sold. They might bring some money into the club that way. Um, but you know, there is a willingness there to, for them to produce younger players. The only thing Rafa Benitez is asking for is that bit more investment to get more of them through quickly. Definitely, obviously, the, the contract you're referring to there, Sean Longstaff. Now, over the past few weeks, we have spoken about Sean Longstaff. And in, in, in the next month, we're going to do a kind of a special on those rising young stars. But I just want to ask, do you think he might be in the squad uh, come Saturday? I think the best he can hope for is probably the bench. Now, that's not because he's done anything wrong. It's just the fact that the senior figures uh, in midfield you know, are ahead of him in the queue. I mean, Shelby... You wouldn't drop him for, for a young player. Uh, Mo Diame seems to have his hands on, on that other midfield position. But after that, I think Sean Longstaff's right in the mix. Uh, I think, you know, 
Key hasn't been brilliant since he come in. Um, Isaac Hayden hasn't, you know, he's got his own issues off the pitch. So Sean Longstaff, you know, arguably is ahead of them two. Um, so if there's an injury or suspension for Diarmi or Shelby, then you know, you there's every chance he could get that, you know, Premier League debut. Definitely. And focusing on the Brighton game, obviously Newcastle haven't won a game this season. That's eight games, of course, that we've we've had positive against my United for the first hour or so, then they kind of everything just kind of fell apart. Two weeks a two week break. Not ideal really, is it? I mean, from my opinion, if I was in a Castle United player, I'd I'd have wanted the next game to come round, you know, really quickly we can we can build on the positives that we had because do you think two week a two week break allows uh, the result to kind of fester in the mind and, and they start asking, well, why did we throw away a two-goal lead? Why weren't we 3 nil up or 4-0 up at half-time like, like the argument we should have been? Uh, how will that two-week break have affected them going into the Brighton game? Well, they'll be stewing in their own juices still after that result. I mean, it hurts losing football games to whatever level you play at. Even if you play five-a-side with your mates and you lose one in the last minute... Uh, you know, you're still thinking about when you come in. Or oh, if you care about football, you should be. Uh, it's the same for professional footballers as well. Uh, you know, being tuned up on the brink of a very famous result at Old Trafford. You know, they were they were almost there. But that last 20 minutes, just didn't have the um, experience, if you like, to, to see the result out. Even at 2-0 up, I, I was worried for them. Um, when Matt, I got the free kick back to 2-1, I was, you know starting to fear would they even get a point out of the game I needed them in my head to get to at least 78 minutes at 2-0 for them to go on and win it and they couldn't do that and if you're thinking that then what are the players thinking on the pitch yeah well exactly I mean it's 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 experienced though and I, and I think a lot of um, I mean I looked at our fan gallery and there was one young fan like going absolutely nuts when Newcastle turned up and then there was a, an older fan a bit more worried and I kind of like could see a lot of that, you know, when you when you're younger, you, you you just feel anything's possible. But when you when you've covered Newcastle United or you've watched Newcastle United all those years, you know that if the Newcastle can get something wrong, the, the nine times out of ten that they do, and uh, that's what happened on that night, unfortunately. So they've had a two week break. Um, a few players have been away on international duty, but for the whole, you know, a lot of them have been here on Tyne's side. What does Benitez do, do you think? Or what has Benitez been doing in the past couple of weeks? Has it been a case he's he sat them down, he's, he's showed them a tape of the, the match and he said, look, this is what you've done well, this is what we didn't do. Is it a mixture of both? Is it just con- or is it just concentrating on the positives? Because it was a minor blip for 20 minutes. What, what do you think his approach has been over the last fortnight? Well, the thing with Rafa is he's, he's one of the game's you know, great man-managers. And any great man-manager, you know, whatever industry and goes round and you know checks if people are what mood people are in you know because certain people have got certain roles and you know you want to know if they're happy and if they're happy in in what they're doing on the pitch then um you know they'll go they'll go out and perform and that's what Rafael have been using the last fortnight for he'd be making sure you know is Muto fully fit for example if he is then there's a great chance he'll start against Brighton uh, you know what? Where's you know we've seen John Joe Shelby didn't we at the end of that game slumped on the pitch, devastated to to lose in the manner they did. Uh, he'll be going around seeing if he's okay, just little things like that. And if you ha- if you've got that experience like he has and he's been at all the top clubs, um, 
you know, he will want to make sure mentally they're in a good place because he hasn't got a, a long time to prepare for the Brighton game tactically because some of the players have been away. Um, and he'll probably get maybe one full good day training out of them before that game. That might be a bad thing, it might be a good thing, but the ones who have been around mentally, he'll hope that they're in the right spirits to get that much-needed win against Brighton. Definitely, and, and looking at the injuries... Rondon might be back. It's 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 kind of fifty fifty. He's been posting in pictures on his Instagram and on his social media of him working hard. Um, but Rafa will be confident that Dummett will be back and Kennedy will be back. Two key players um, for Newcastle United. Uh, I mean, just how important is the return of firstly of Dummett and Kennedy, and then and then Rondon, even if he's only on the bench. Well, all three bring very good things to Newcastle when the when they inform Rondon, we haven't seen the best of yet. Kennedy, we got a glimpse of what he was like last season at Old Trafford, the way he took that goal. When he went off the pitch, by the way, it all started to go wrong. I mean, he missed that that great chance in the second half. Dummett, we're not 100% sure if he's going to be risked in this game. Yes, he is back on the training field, but you know he's had, this is a player who's had some serious hamstring issues in the past. There's no point risking him for, for one game if it's going to mean he's out for 15, 16 matches. You know, he's he's so important. I know he gets a lot of stick uh, by, from some fans uh, about his performances, but he's missed the consistency when he's on the pitch. A lot of people, you know, make, make light of the fact he always gets at least 7 out of 10 in the player ratings in the Chronicle, but he's that type of player. He, he will, you know, deliver that consistency. Um, and he's even been used, you know, I was speaking to Ben Dawson down at the reserves the other night, and, you know, he said, we use him as a, a role model for the youngsters, say, if you want to be a, a good professional footballer, you follow the example of someone like Paul Dummett, always willing to improve, always willing to, to get better and take on the the advice of managers. Every manager who's been here, uh, Pardew, McLaren, now Rafa, uh, they've all relied on Paul Dummett, and uh, he brings that balance to the team that that's really important definitely does just a brief mention that this podcast is brought to you in association with eToro and if you could also head on to your uh, podcast provider and leave us a comment a rating um, even if it's constructive we take it all uh, back onto the Brighton game so are we expecting that man Colour will start a left back then is that your is that your feeling or is it is it too close to call it's too close to call in in some ways and you know, Kennedy was used as a left back there not so long ago. So th- there is options there. The key, the key one for me will be uh, Muto. Is is he going to be fit to start the game? Because he looked so good at Old Trafford in that open half an hour. Took his goal very well. He did, and I think everyone's been desperate to see just something positive. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the more offensive positions. How can Newcastle set up? Can they make a start of the game like Brighton if if they can? and go 2-0 up in St James Park, very different to being at Old Trafford. No, certainly. Um, we, we'll, we'll kind of look through, through the rest of the team. Obviously, Yedlin was away with with, with America during the uh, international break. I think he performed on Wednesday, so that's quite a tight turnaround. But, you know, he's a very fit individual, so you expect him to start. Um, Lascelles and Fernandez in the centre-back? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, Kieran Clark, I think, injured as well. Picked up an injury, yeah. So... You know, on merit, you'd probably say Lascelles and Fernandez are the two. Uh, a little bit disappointed with the way the game ended at Old Trafford. I, th- I thought the defensive line for the 
the last two goals were was all over the place. Um, I'm sure they know that. They don't need me to tell them that. Um, and that's something they have to improve. A clean sheet, very important against Brighton. Definitely. Um, into the midfield, so we've kind of alluded that we expect the army and Shelby to start in the middle there. On the left, if Kennedy's fit, you'd expect Kennedy, I would assume. Yeah, I would say Kennedy would, would be first name on the, on the midfield uh, team sheet, really, because Rafa rates him so highly. Um, knows that he's got the ability, it's just coaxing it out of him. Certainly seen it at Man United, as we say. And then on the other side, do you continue with Matt Ritchie? Um, we could do with seeing a few more assists from him this season. That's his primary function as a winger. Um, haven't haven't seen that as much as we'd like, as much as we know he can do. He shouldn't be too focused on getting goals, leave that to others and look to provide. And if he can do that, then I definitely think the likes of Muto or even Hosselu, if he plays, will benefit from that, from a, a Matt Ritchie on top of his game, playing out wide, looking to get assists. Of course, we've also got Jacob Murphy now. He's been in and out of the side. Uh, Atsu seems to be the one ahead of him. It'd be fair to say that Atsu didn't really cover himself in, in glory coming off the bench against Manchester United, give the ball away a few times, uh, social media reaction. Um, they weren't best, please, shall we say, the fans on social media. We know it's a small representation of, of fans, but, I mean, people watching on the telly, people were there following our live blog. He didn't have the best uh, cameo appearances. He, he didn't, no, but I think a lot of the team went missing in that last 20 minutes. One thing I noticed was when Atsu was on the ball, he was actually looking for an option um, and a couple of players, John Joe Shelby being one of them, looked the other way. He, he'd stopped wanting the ball. Um, that, that for me was a, a worrying sign. But again, it's one of experience. That's where you need, you know, you need an Alan Shearer on the team or someone like that to, to get people rattled again. Um, so I, I can't be too harsh on, on Atsu. But overall, Newcastle, in the closing stages of that game, the ty- there was no time-wasting from them, which was very odd to see. You know, I mentioned Shearer there. He used to get the ball in the corner, put his foot on it, and it was hard for the, for the opposition to win the ball back. And, you know, he used to run down, you know, five-plus minutes in the last stages of games just by, you know, being crafty. And I didn't see any of that. I've I seen the opposite. i seen Matt Ritchie getting booked for rushing a free kick when they were 2-0 up. And I just find that absolutely staggering. Do you think there's a lack of... Leaders on the pitch, obviously, we know you've got Lascelles, Fernandes has kind of stepped in that road of Lejeune as a, a bit of a communicator. But all in all, when the going gets tough, do you think there's a lack of people who, who kind of step forward and, and, and you know, like you say, like Shiva, pull the site together, bang a few heads together and say that this is what we need to do, get focused? Or do you think it was just it was just one of those games and, and, and we look at the positives? I think it was... A game where I didn't see many leaders in answer to your question, really. I think, who are the leaders really out there at the moment? Dubravka is definitely one of them. Fernandez, only a new player in some respects, but already has the respect of the dressing room. I think Lascelles was a good captain in the championship season, seen Newcastle to where they needed to be uh, last season in 10th. But overall... You know this season hasn't hasn't delivered uh, a captain's performance yet. I haven't seen that yet. Hopefully, hopefully there's still to come. 
fingers crossed, on to Brighton. Um, a few very decent players they've got. Um, I think we'll focus on, on the one man, which is uh, Glenn Murray, uh, in his advancing years of his career, but seems to have found the best form um, of his career. Uh, I think he's got five goals this season. Talk of him, even for England in certain quarters, which would be a, quite a remarkable decision by Gareth Southgate, given his tendency to pick the younger players. But nonetheless, Glenn Murray's scoring goals uh, for Brighton. Yes, I think only one of them has come away from home, but he certainly has the threat and it's probably the danger man Newcastle need to keep quiet. Yeah, I mean, in years gone by, he'd have walked in New England teams. Um, it's now deemed almost frowned upon to put an older player in and give 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 a veteran uh, player a cap. I mean, Ricky Lambert got one a few years ago, didn't he? But you know, other than that, there, there hasn't been um, too many veteran players. I can remember winning winning caps, and you know. Gareth Southgate picked a, a young team the other night, average age of 23, and it paid off for them. They got the win in Spain. So the, that's why um, maybe the philosophy of the FA is focused on on younger players. But that doesn't mean to say Brighton won't benefit from him having two weeks to put his, put his feet up. He got the winner, didn't he, in the last game against West Ham. And he's now got to go into this one feeling there's goals in it for him because Newcastle have looked shaky at the back at times. Both him and their goalkeeper, Matty Ryan, have spoken this week about feeling confident. Obviously, getting a win against West Ham coming into this game is going to boost your confidence. They're going to look at Newcastle with the the off-the-field issues, with the fact they haven't won in eight, um, with the fact there's uncertainty over Benitez's contract. There's a lot for Chris Hutton, of course, former Newcastle United manager, who we'll get onto in just a moment. But there's a lot for him to... To really take advantage of yeah. Well, there is. Um, he's, he's won won games against Newcastle in the past. He doesn't show any sentiment, does he? He's keen to beat his old side. He'll get a good reception up here, but you know Newcastle's needs are, are greater than his at the minute. They've got the, you know anything other than a win is going to result in, in negative further negativity. You know, points no good to Newcastle really. They need all three in this one. Doesn't matter how they get the win. Um, you know. I'm not expecting a three or four nil thrashing. Um, if they can get it, brilliant. But you, you and I would both take a scrappy one nil win, last minute own goal, tap in something like that. Definitely. And uh, it would be, it would, it would mean that you know, it would be a party night in Newcastle City Centre after that game. Most certainly, you, I, and I think fifty-two thousand Newcastle fans would would take that. I mean, looking at the stats. Okay, they don't read pretty for Newcastle um, in, in terms of the start, you know, worst start since 1898-99 when they went 10 games um, without a win from the start of the season. However, you look at Brighton, they haven't won away in the last 17 games, which gives Newcastle an excellent chance because that isn't just bad form. That tense suggests is a bit of mentality. I mean that Newcastle can take advantage of and, 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 and get that first win at St James's Park. Yeah, the poor travellers, it's almost a bit like the Newcastle um, going to London thing in, in some ways, but really, for Newcastle, if they could, honestly, if they could pick what pick a team to play this weekend, I think Brighton would be on many people's list just because of the way the, se- the season's gone and the form and all the other factors surrounding it. So, I just hope that you know, this is the the lift off 
for Newcastle on Saturday for the season. I'm totally confident in Rafa Benitez. I know he's he's had some some serious stick in in recent weeks with his tactics and people saying he's not above criticism and all this sort of stuff. I think you've got to respect the guy for what he's achieved in the game. Um, he's, he's done the job at the the very highest level. He kept Newcastle up with a canter last season. He got Newcastle promoted. I think he certainly deserves to be cut a lot of slack. And uh, hopefully this is the start of the turnaround for him on Saturday. Fingers crossed. And, and just to finish up, we're expecting then maybe a 4-1-1. Four, four, one, one. Mm. Up top, is it going to be Perez and Muto, or do you think it'll be Perez and uh, Jocelyn or, or Perez drop down entirely? I mean, what, what are your thoughts there? I think, to be honest, Perez put in a, an improved performance at Man United. Rafa really likes him. Um, I think Hoslu, as a target man, is a decent option for Newcastle, given the lack of resources. I mean, let's be honest, he's the only recognised striker on the, on the books at the moment because with, with uh, Rondon's potential injury, Dwight Gale no longer at the club for now. Um, so, yeah, Perez, you know... He, he must know that he's close to, to being axed, but he certainly picked it up at Man United. For me, Muto has to start if he's fully fit. Uh, he's got to be the man. I mean, to be honest, if if you spoke to him face-to-face, he would tell you that actually he, he is a striker in his head. So, I mean, for me, he's more of a number 10. Rafa's pushed him forward as a number 10 who can play out wide. But in his head, he wants to, to be in that number 9 role. So if that gives him some confidence, great. Fingers crossed. Uh, score prediction then? Uh, I think you've got the last few, right, actually? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll have to be positive on this one. And I, and I think Newcastle will get the win. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for Newcastle. There you have it, ladies and gents. Um, head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news tomorrow. Bring you Rafa Benitez's press conference Saturday. Bring you live coverage of Newcastle versus Brighton through our live blog. And before that, we're also covering the Dunstan Gateshead FA Cup game as well. Um, and we look forward to hopefully reporting on a Newcastle United win, the first win of the season.